WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. With WPGU News, this is Tara Mobasher. It's August 10, 2021. On Sunday evening around 4 o'clock p.m., Urbana police officers responded to reports of gunfire at the 1800 block of South Cottage Grove Avenue. On the scene, a 22-year-old man was found to have been shot multiple times and was transported to Carly Hospital for surgery. He is currently recovering in the ICU. The investigation revealed that the shooting was associated with two different apartments, which, following a search warrant, revealed three pistols, a large quantity of cannabis, a sawed-off shotgun, and ammunition. 21-year-old Kamari D. Ray Davis and a 15-year-old boy were detained from inside one of the apartments and later arrested for aggravated battery with a firearm, possession with intent to deliver cannabis, unlawful use of weapons, and armed robbery. This investigation is ongoing and anyone with further information about the incident is encouraged to call the Urbana Police Department at 217-384-2320 or anonymously report tips through Crime Stoppers at 217-373-TIPS. With students soon returning to Champaign-Urbana for the fall 2021 semester, so do Division I sports. Illinois Volleyball released their full schedule yesterday. In the first match of the season, the Fighting Illini will travel to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the Panther invite on August 27th. The first game of regular season play will be at the University of Iowa against the Hawkeyes on September 22nd. Illinois men's basketball also released its non-conference schedule yesterday, beginning with two exhibition games. One on October 23rd, with an opponent yet to be announced, and the other on Dad's Weekend, October 29th, where the Fighting Illini faces Indiana. The season will officially begin with two more matchups at the State Farm Center, opening the season against Jackson State on November 9th and taking on Arkansas State on November 12th. Men's basketball hopes for another successful season with the return of standout center Kofi Coburn for his third year of play. Senate Democrats unveiled a new budget plan yesterday outlining $3.5 trillion in federal spending on education, health care, and infrastructure. The spending plan would include the expansion of Medicare, universal pre-K for three- and four-year-olds, two years of tuition-free community college, and more. The plan also greenlights spending on clean energy and extends the child tax credit that has helped families during the pandemic. While the plan does allocate $1 billion in debt reduction, it does not include an increase to the debt ceiling, a point which may cause friction with Senate Republicans. Funding for this plan will come in the form of raising taxes on large corporations and wealthy Americans, while prohibiting a raise in taxes for families that make less than $400,000 a year, small businesses, and family farms. The Senate is expected to approve the plan later this week through a budget resolution that allows it to pass on a party-line vote with a simple majority. Public health officials are urging Illinois residents to receive their COVID-19 vaccine as cases spread across the state at the fastest rate since the vaccine was first introduced. The past week had a total of over 16,700 new confirmed cases of coronavirus and a statewide test positivity rating of 4.6%, higher than the 4.4% positivity rate from mid-April surge. This uptick in cases is likely due to the more infectious Delta variant tearing through unvaccinated populations, since the total number of serious breakthrough cases, or cases where fully vaccinated individuals still test positive for coronavirus, is relatively low, at only 714 vaccinated COVID patients hospitalized statewide. 
The state of Illinois has administered over 13 million vaccines, with an average of roughly 25,000 doses per day, bringing the total percentage of fully vaccinated adults to 59%. Fully vaccinated Americans can once again enter Canada for business or recreational purposes as the country has reopened its southern border with the United States. As of yesterday, American travelers attempting to cross the border will need to provide proof of vaccination and a negative COVID test result through the government's arrival website 72 hours prior to their entry to the country. All travelers are still subject to a 14-day quarantine if they display COVID-19 symptoms while crossing the border, regardless of their vaccination status. The United States has not yet indicated when it plans to reopen the border to Canadian travelers, and a 30-day extension of the closure of the northern border remains in effect until next month. That's it for today. Contributing reporting for this newscast was provided by Tori Gelman, Justin Malone, Emily Crawford, Mac Dudley, and Barrett Wynn. Our interim regional editor is Tori Gelman, our interim political editor is Owen Henderson, and our sports editor is Jackson Janes. Our deputy news director is Emily Crawford, and our news director is Justin Malone. For WPGU News, I'm Tara Mobasher. This newscast was brought to you in part by the Illinois Rural Health Association. The Illinois Rural Health Association invites all rural health care administrators, clinicians, and grad students to the 32nd Annual Educational Conference. This in-person event, featuring over 20 educational sessions geared toward rural practice, runs August 11th through 12th at the iHotel in Champaign. Registration and a full conference brochure can be found at www.ilruralhealth.org.